Greetings, my name is Anthea Davidson-Jarrett and I am an Educational Empowerment Consultant. I help busy parents to develop their primary age children into high performers by supporting your child to navigate and own their own educational journey. In this episode, I will be sharing with you my own personal story and why I decided to take my son out of the educational system. I was raised with strict African, West African parents, so I always knew how important it was to succeed in formal education, but never really valued how important an education itself was until I encountered having to educate my own child. I graduated with a degree in media at the age of 23 after conceiving my child at 19. And whilst studying for my media degree, my mum, luckily for me, however really irritating at the time, she paid for me to complete a Montessori diploma in order to assist managing the family nursery business. As you can imagine, an arduous task on the weekends, coupled with a full-time degree and raising an infant, was really challenging to say the least. However, it shaped my understanding of how important focusing on the learner, the person who is actually gaining the knowledge, really is. So skipping a few years to when it was time for my own son to start his formal education, and he was ready. Academically, emotionally, physically, mentally, he was ready to begin his journey through school. I thought I'd prepared him to excel in school by ensuring he was self-confident, resilient, independent, excited and eager to learn. The guy is bubbly, still is. Ah, loves to learn, really sociable, just enjoys life. Yeah, he was able to read and comprehend basic addition and subtraction by the age of four because that was his world, that was my world. As a Montessori practitioner, these were the opportunities that presented themselves to both he and I. His early years were supported by an observation of his movements, interests and abilities and my ability to scaffold his learning around these qualities. So imagine my disdain after only a few weeks of his formal education when I get a call, I get a call from the school to say that my son isn't concentrating and he's being disruptive in class. He was in reception or kindergarten, I think is the term in the US. I was told that he can't keep still, always answers back and he was actually suspended for being unable, <laughs> being unable to cross his legs on the carpet. Of course, I was supportive of the school initially. I continually spoke with my son and his response was always, it's boring. I know it already. And when I tell the teacher the answer, she shouts at me for calling out. Oh, I tried to explain that he must put his hands up, he must sit still, and he must do as the teacher says without asking questions. But the more I reiterated these instructions, the more I began to feel inauthentic the more I reiterated these instructions the more I distanced myself from focusing on the learner's needs in effect to pacify the inability of the teacher and institute I put my son in the more I reiterated these instructions was the more I actually ignored the primary needs of the most important person who was actually supposed to be gaining knowledge 
And he did gain knowledge because in every experience, we gain knowledge. Every experience is a learning experience. So we both did. We both gained knowledge. However, it took close to five years of battling with my son to conform, battling with the school to understand, battling with trying to maintain a job, but having to leave my post at one point nearly three times a week to attend meetings upon meetings whose messages were always the same. Your child is a disruptive delinquent, to put it bluntly. Battling financially to afford a childminder during suspension so that I could maintain my posts to finally reach a conclusion that the primary formal schooling system of education was simply not conducive to my son's lifetime learning. That was facts. Two questions I kept asking always at these meetings was why is he unable to concentrate in your class? And how are you encouraging his behaviour to change? And these questions were never answered and were blanketed with a ream of examples of his misbehaviours, the symptoms. The cause was never, was never addressed. I was heartbroken, I was totally exhausted and I was just at a loss as to which direction, which steps should I take, which steps should I take next. Never mind my son's interrupted academic process. His self-esteem was gone. His bubbly attitude towards learning, it disappeared. His zeal for life had turned, it actually turned into anger. He was angry. He was angry at me for not listening to him. He was angry at himself for not being able to adjust to a system that wasn't designed for his incessant appetite for learning. And, and I, I felt guilty. Guilty for not listening to him. Nor my mum, by the way, who was constantly advising me of being patient and listening to him. I didn't listen to my mum because the school, formal education, these are the people who know best, right? I was guilty for questioning and doubting my own educational tenets that proved successful with both my son and many other children for several years at that point. I was guilty for trying to change my son into something that he simply was not. So I decided at the start of his year six, grade five, I believe, I decided to remove my son and myself from an experience that was highly stressful and ironically, totally disruptive to both our well-beings. My main focus was to re-establish the wonderful relationship I had had with my son before all of this began. Still, bills needed to be paid and both our mouths needed to be fed, bodies nourished. So what now? Well, through those tough five years, I continued with my own education and I had qualified then to be a teacher within the very same system. (laughs) I gained a PGCE in 2011. Why? Because I wasn't going to have any teacher tell me that the way I approached education was not the correct way. And I wanted to be crystal clear as to what they thought the correct way was. I wanted to be absolutely certain that what I knew to work and indeed had given them much advice on did and what they claimed to work did not I'm a bit pertinacious like that Uh, so yeah that was back in 2010-11 a time where following the children's learning pattern hadn't even entered the academic world yet let alone was it embedded in the educational system yes there was time cut out for child input and yes the importance of, of observing the child was starting to surface but it was always done during the early years phases and then phased out in allotted times further along the primary ages. Uh, 
was always to be done on the teacher's watch, which with no practical way around it is one pertinent limitation of formal education. So with my knowledge and a little support from my parents, I educated my son at home. It was challenging because it was something new, it was uncharted waters, yet it was also very familiar to me and enjoyable for him because I knew how to structure his learning as I did before around what his interests were. I had the Montessori pedagogy and practice down to a T because I loved it, it was enjoyable, it worked. And then I took my new learning, the structure of the formal education, learning objectives and all the subjects and I created an educational plan for my son that not only met the given expectations but far exceeded them. Instead of teaching subjects as individual entities, I pulled the individual entities out from everyday activities. Everyday activities my son and I both enjoyed. Socially, he attended swimming, football, which he couldn't stand, and tennis, which he hated and soon gave up to. And we also travelled a lot. He met children from all over the world and learnt a plethora of cultural ways and practices but more than anything I saw his anger dissipate and the joy and wonder for life return which is priceless and my guilt subsided too in our relationship more most importantly although for many years had been quite strained was now at a place where we both respected each other again we both listened to each other again and we were both able to learn from each other whilst continuing his academic and both our lifelong learning. The experience both my son and I went through has shaped what I do now. It highlighted the most important aspect of any educational journey, which is the understanding, acceptance, exploration and development of self, self-acceptance, independence and self-love. It brings me so much joy to see my son and all the children I now work with develop into individuals who aren't shy to explore the areas of their lives that they are uncertain about in a quietly confident manner. To see life as an ever unfolding adventure and to approach it with a calm excitability and genuine zest. To be able to laugh at their so-called inabilities and errors and improve themselves academically without feeling pressured or inadequate to actually enjoy their educational journey naturally and with limitless joy. Educate the Globe was born from these experiences and continues to assist children and their parents to find a healthy and beneficial balance during the primary educational years. Here we have a period of time where this can be applied even more so. The lockdown presents the opportunity for parents now to assess and plan their child's education for their third term this year. So I'm here to support that and I'm here to scaffold new learning and consolidate any gaps in previous academic learning so that when school finally opens again, your child is able to successfully and confidently navigate their way through the new academic year. So for complimentary academic assessment, which I'm currently offering, please feel free to contact me. Do book a call and I look forward to hearing all about your child and their personal vision the self most importantly as well as their educational aspirations.